I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 226 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And during this episode, we have a very special interview with the one and only Brittany Slays of the Juno Award-winning band, Unleash the Archers. So for those that don't know, the Juno Award is the equivalent of a Grammy in the U.S. or a Brit in the UK. And this is actually something she downplays during the interview, but how many bands can actually claim to have won any award similar to this, you know, similar to a Grammy. I don't care what country you're in. That's a pretty cool feat. And it's something that no doubt they can leverage when, you know, booking a tour or, you know, getting on a festival or whatnot, you know, Uh, look at all the crappy movies that are out there that will say number one in the U S and it's a movie that first week was so much hype and it did great. And then it tanks because the movie actually sucked. Uh, In this case, unleash the archers does not suck. So this is actually a really cool interview with Brittany. There's a lot of, uh, interaction from the chat as well. Um, if you did not get to witness this firsthand when it did happen, and I know somebody asked a question and said, oh, is can I ask, is, is he going to ask a question? Yes. If you guys ask a question in the chat, so as long as it's not something ridiculous, I will actually ask the artist uh, that question. So. Uh, I, well, I should say that this was originally recorded on July or July. Yeah, we're in July, June 25th. And the live streams take place. The signals from Mars live stream takes place on or at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. They happen every Friday. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great interaction with the artists. If you listen to the other interviews that I've been doing lately that come from the live stream, there are questions that I do ask. So if you do want to participate and and ask your favorite artist any questions, you are more than welcome to do so. So um, this interview with Brittany was great. Um, I realize that not everyone can join us live. There is the option to listen to it live as well via Mixcloud, which is something that I added recently. So you can listen to Mixcloud instead of trying to watch and crash or whatever. But um, yeah, but we go live on its uh, 14 different platforms, if I'm not mistaken, including Mixcloud, YouTube, Periscope, slash Twitter, um, Twitch and a bunch of other things like Vaughn live and D live and Trovo and a bunch of other different platforms that are popular around the world. So 
if those various outlets are available to me, uh, why shouldn't I try to leverage them myself? So there you go. Uh, the interview does start at the 10 minute mark. In the meantime, I'm just going to fill everyone in on everything that I have going on. I realize that that isn't for everyone. So if you do want to skip ahead to the 10 minute mark, go ahead and do so. Uh, I want to thank my Patreons first and foremost. You can become a patron for as little as $2 a month. Patreon forward slash Mars Attacks podcast. Uh, regardless, anything that I do mention during this segment, you can go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and you'll find links to everything. But I do want to thank my patrons. And we have a new one that signed up um, right before I recorded this interview with Brittany. And that is Metal Dan, who's been a longtime follower of what I do here. Thank you, Dan, for coming aboard. Jerry from Long Island, Jose in Connecticut, Chris Vaglio, my Galaxy of Geeks co-host, the metal dentist Gabriel Ruiz, Talking Metal's own Mark Striegel, Yarg Metal's Brad Dahl, Mike Jones, Jeremy Weltman, and Steve Hoker. I want to thank all of you guys. It is a tremendous honor for me to have you guys back me on Patreon. I don't take it for granted. To me, it is a very big deal. What my Patreon is all about is posting music, trying to turn people onto things that maybe they wouldn't be able to hear in other outlets. And from there, the patrons are selecting songs that they do like, and we're adding them to a best of 2021 playlist uh, that can be found on Spotify or on Apple Music. And from there, um, if you want to subscribe again, you could help decide what songs make this list and what songs do not. Uh, it is a troll-free environment. You also get an album of the week video, which I select an album from my collection. Can be a vinyl, a cassette, a CD, a DVD, and um, I just show you some some of the cool things that I have in my collection that I think people appreciate seeing. So there's that. Um, also, we have a newsletter, which helps keep you up to date with everything that's going on with Mars Attacks and any other show that I may show up on. Uh, if you go to the bottom of MarsAttacksRadio.com of any page, you'll find the place where you can sign up for the newsletter. Um, again, I mentioned that the live stream that I do the live stream every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. For those in Europe, it is Friday going into Saturday at midnight. And I appreciate not only you guys participating, but actually choosing to spend some time with me live during your busy weeks, during your busy workday to check out an interview to you know tag along and just listen in on on the chats that I have with these with the various artists that I do have on artists or the next interview that is going to be released um shortly after this interview is going to be with Todd Severn of Ripple Music that's the first time I've ever had a label head actually Andrew Bansall of Metal Assault uh, was on recently Metal Assault Music, but 
Okay, so the second <laughs> label head, and it was a really cool discussion. I really enjoyed it, and I hope that you guys enjoy that one as well. Um, again, on MarsAttacksRadio.com, you can check out all the links to the social media. Uh, follow me, retweet, um, share on Instagram, share on Facebook. Let artists know that you enjoy their interviews on my show. Let them know that they didn't waste their time on here. And um, also, if you have an artist that uh, you think should come on, let them know, hey, check out what Victor's doing. Check out this and go on his show. Anything that you guys can do to help spread the word is, again, greatly appreciated. I do not take anything for granted. So. I can't say it enough. Thank you. Uh, anyway, for those in the U.S. that are listening to this as I'm recording the episode, it will come out on July 3rd, right before the July 4th holiday. Hope you guys have a great holiday. And if you're checking this out on the week after, hope you have a great work week and whatever you're doing. Uh, hopefully this episode or my show is helping um, helping you get through your day. How about that? So thanks again. Thank you for spending time with the Mars Attacks podcast. If you enjoy, please subscribe. The show is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If not, just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and within the top menu, you will find a way uh, to find all the various places where you can subscribe to the podcast where you can check out the live stream, so on and so forth. Thank you, and we will see you next time. Here's the interview. Welcome, one and all, to the Friday, June 25th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast and by VMRIT.com. Uh, today, I am joined by Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers. Brittany, how are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? I am doing great. Um, been kind of a rough week, but for a lot of people, music has an emotional connection. Obviously your favorite bands have an emotional connection to you. And that's why, you know, an album becomes your favorite album. Um, what music do you turn to when times are tough, when you need kind of a kick in the ass to set things in another direction? Is there a song that you turn to? Is there an album you turn to a band? Well, it depends. Sometimes you're in kind of like a real just, I don't even know, like driving home from a crappy day at work and you got frustrations you need to let out. And on those days, I definitely put on Zimmer's Hole, <laughs> okay. which is a, a Canadian band that is yep. absolutely amazing. And um, and then sometimes like when I just need to like zen out, you know, and like take my mind off of everything, I'll put on like any one of Tchaikovsky's ballets that he did, all of them okay. are really good. Um, and sometimes when I just kind of need to disconnect, I'll like throw on pop music, whatever the newest record is from right. Lady Gaga or Dua Lipa or whatever. It's kind of all over the place a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. 
So, in other words, uh, when they were shouting at the devil, you were in league with Satan. Yes, <laughs> sure was. There you go. So, um, have you ever had fans come up to you and say, "This song of yours really helped me out with a hard time," or "I listened to this song when you know I need to get in the mood, I need to get psyched up for something," so I listened to this song. Do you ever have those types yeah. of things mentioned? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we get a lot of emails because we haven't been able to see people in person for a little while here, but, um, a lot of emails about abyss helping people right. through hard times. Um, the record helping with, you know, a death in the family or even a death of a pet, like a particularly right. close and loved pet. Um, we've had a lot of emails like that. And a lot of people tell us they like to work out to our records as well. So, uh, <laughs> cool. you know, when they're having a hard time pushing through that last set of reps or right. pushing through the, their sprint or whatever it is that they're doing, um, our music really helps them out <laughs> with that. So that's always awesome to hear. I mean, I know I have particular bands that I like to listen to when I work out. And right. um, I know how it feels to have that band that it's just like, oh, man, it's, you know, it's it's a dark tranquility kind of day or whatever you know what i mean and right. so just to be able to be be that band for somebody is mm -hmm. really cool yeah we love that yeah i just want to give a quick shout out to jeremy in the chat to jose up in connecticut and to panda socks who is saying that they love abyss so much that they have the blue vinyl so oh nice awesome yeah. i'm glad you like it panda <laughs> that's yeah. also my cat's name <laughs> 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 and you mentioned the sprint we're hoping that whoever's out there sprinting doesn't end up the same way that they do in your video <laughs> <laughs> yeah right be careful always look over the, your shoulder <laughs> no yeah, right. that's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um you guys just won a juno award which is huge <laughs> i mean for anyone who isn't in the know, it's like winning a Brit in the UK. It's like winning a Grammy in America. Um, first of all, what was it like for you guys just to hear that you guys were being nominated? Oh, it was great. It was such an honor. It was really cool. It's, um, you know, it's very rare in the metal world that you get recognized for the work that you do or, or that you put in, right? <laughs> right. Um, there's so many, yeah, amazing bands in the U.S., that will never see a Grammy, even though they right. deserve it so much, just because, you know, they just see right past you, right? That it's going to be mm -hmm. Metallica up there every year for the, you know, for the rest of time. So um, it was really nice to to not have that happen mm -hmm. <laughs> for once, you know, the, right. the Junos have been working for about, I think it's been about eight or nine years now to, uh, they've been working to, to in, like have all genres. It's, it, I know right. it's really hard and, kind of corny but they really want every musician in canada to feel like they matter and mm -hmm. so um, metal has been a category for a little while originally it was like metal and punk and then they were kind of like okay no we can't put those two together like they're so different right. they're they're learning you know so mm -hmm. it was yeah it was just it was such an honor to be included among so many fantastic musicians out there and to be you know have heavy metal in the spotlight even just for a moment yeah was there any interaction between you guys and any of the other bands that were nominated uh, talking up about all of you guys being nominated? Um, not really. I mean, there were some retweets and that kind of thing here and there. Right. Um, the singer for cataclysm is our manager. So we talked about it with him all the time. We were having like a fake little 
uh, no, you you know, we're going to get it. No, we're going to get it. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, it wasn't until the actual day of the Junos when they put us in a zoom chat with all the nominees, uh, right. waiting for the moment when you get mm-hmm. put on, on screen for the actual announcement. So it was really funny because they had us muted for a while there. So we were all like talking to each other through notepads, like, hi, congrats. Like, (laughs) you know, so good to see you, you know, that kind of thing. And then they finally unmuted us and we were able to actually talk to each other a little bit. But uh, it was pretty, it was a pretty intense moment. So we were all very kind of nervous. And, um, but other than that, yeah, not really too much chatter about it, unfortunately. Yeah. Did you ever think that you guys would win? I mean, given, you know, the other bands that were nominated? Yeah, no. I definitely convinced myself that we weren't going to win. So I was kind of like, oh, it's going to be great. You're going to have a really fun time. And, and you know, Annihilator is going to take it home or whatever, because it's just like right. they're just so huge and they're legends. And uh, like Protest the Hero had won um, a Juno already, but it's, uh, you know, it's not they're not that that kind of thing where they're like, all right, let's just make sure that everyone gets one, you know, <laughs> you know? so right. you never know. And, um, yeah, I just kind of had convinced myself that we weren't going to win it. So when we did, I was genuinely surprised. Yeah, it was, it was really exciting. (laughs) So now before, or excuse me, after everything goes down, has any of the other bands reached out to you to say anything? No, but mind you, we (laughs) haven't reached out to them. So it goes both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Probably do that. (laughs) Right. Um, what does this mean for the band's career? Because you always hear about, you know, being number one at the box office or, you know, winning, you know, whatever award helps place you higher at a festival or helps get you better, you know, um, uh, better tours and whatnot. Has there been anything directly that you guys have been offered as a result of winning the Juno? Not really, not yet. I mean, it's still pretty, pretty new, but, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's, you know, it's Canada, (laughs) so (laughs) it's not exactly on the international stage or anything. Um, (laughs) so it'll probably help with like getting grants maybe from the government and stuff like that. And it'll look good on the, it'll look good on the resume, but, um, I don't know if it'll really like impress anybody. (laughs) I mean, I think that's, that's something you guys have to leverage if, I mean, if you can get grants or anything else out of it, I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is, a, as you're saying, it's only Canada, but how many bands think about it? You know, we're talking about how the Grammys haven't gotten it right for so long, where it's either Metallica or it's a cover. It's Motorhead covering yes. Metallica oh. or Judas Priest. Um, I forget what live track it was. I'm like, seriously, song should have been nominated in the seventies, not, in 2000 and whatever it was, you know, a live rendition off of a throwaway live album. I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. So it it was cool that, you know, not only for you guys to be nominated, but even the, the bands that were selected, like you're saying, it's, you know, obviously there's a learning process because there's going to be, there aren't going to be people that are in their twenties, thirties or forties behind this. It's probably people that are in the 20 to 30 years older than that running some of this stuff so until they fine tune it and get it right and it's never going to be right it's just great I, yeah. that 
you know, that that at least steps are being made that more or less all the bands that were nominated were bands that were fitting of yeah. being, you know, uh, being up for the award. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I think it's really important the way that the Junos have done it in that it's an album and that it has to have been released in the in the, you know, the pertinent year. Right. So where the where the Grammys, I think, are struggling is that it's best metal performance. That's it. So it could mm-hmm. be absolutely anything. And I don't think that there are rules as to when it was released. I think it's about numbers for the most part. Oh, this did really well in 2020. So it's up for a Grammy for 2021. Um, and I think <clears throat> that they aren't going to change that until someone wants to or cares. And I just don't think that they do right now. There's got to, they've got to get someone in there that, that actually cares, not just about, right. you know, album, album of the year, video of the year and song of the year, or, you know, whatever the big yeah. ones are that, um, and there's a reason why people don't watch anymore. Cause it's the same people right. winning all the time. And, and I don't think that that's, you know, that it, it's not something that's just going to we're going to complain about it and all of a sudden they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's start listening to people. No, it's like, you need to get new blood in there. So it's, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes complete sense. And, and like you, I mean, I read, you know, metal Juno and I remember clicking on the video. I didn't see who had won or anything. And, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh, out of these bands, who do I want to win and who do I think will win? You know, obviously yeah. I got to interview you years ago, like two albums ago. I was like, well, it would be cool if Unleash the Archers would would win it, but it's got to be Annihilator. So it's like yeah, one of these right? things where I practically spit my water out when they when they <laughs> mentioned you guys winning. I'm like, wow, this is so cool for once. Something that I wanted to happen mm. actually happened. So it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'll always remember the year that Ghost won the Grammy. Oh man, right. that was the greatest. And they they showed later, I think it was like um, Metal Hammer or someone showed the mm. actual like footage of them doing their speech and everything because it wasn't on TV, of course. It was right. filmed at like 1 p.m. that afternoon. And um, there was no one in the crowd. I felt so bad, but it was just kind of like, who cares? You guys just won a Grammy. Like, congratulations and um yeah. it was really cool because i th- they really deserved it for that track right. you know but it's just yeah like that was what how long ago was that like six years now i think it's just kind of yeah. Like, yeah ridiculous um yeah all right so let's see uh <laughs> someone going by the name of flunky balls, flunky in, balls. In, <laughs> yeah in the chat is asking are there any plans for a live album of course when they're going to play live again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. But it's uh, it's really weird. It's not up to us. It's up to Napalm. So okay. um, because they'll be the ones that are releasing it. And so basically when it when it, when the stars align perfectly so that we're in a venue with a great recording system and and, um, you know, it's a headlining set. So there'll be an, a, a larger um, amount of songs that we can play, you know, something that would fill a whole album, that kind of thing. It kind of has to be um, perfect uh, circumstances in order to do that. So, um, right. and then Napalm likes to make sure that they have a hand in, you know, the recording process and all that sort of stuff. So, but um, that's not that we wouldn't maybe record our own headlining set and pitch it to them. Right. Maybe we'll do that on this up- upcoming U.S. tour. Um, yeah, find a venue that has kind of like the best sound 
pick through them, that kind of a thing, and uh, and see what we can do. We did uh, get the sound from the live stream that we did in August. Okay. So maybe we'll look at that. But it was also kind of uh, picky choosy on the tracks. So, you know, we didn't play some stuff that people would probably want to hear the live version of, you know, and so on right. and so forth. So, but yes, I mean, always, there's always plans <laughs> in the works for everything. <laughs> you know? yeah. you want to do it all. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, it wouldn't be a case of just you guys. Well, you mentioned you can suggest it, but unless the label comes to you guys and says, Hey, we want a live album from you. It generally doesn't happen. I mean, if the label suggests that you do something, you usually kind of yeah. got to do it. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's uh, it, it 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 goes both ways with Napalm. So um, I think probably what it would be on our end is to, to just do it ourselves and then say, hey, you guys want this? And, right. and then see how, how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, Abyss obviously was released mid-pandemic and last august so it's almost been a year um how calculated or how difficult of a decision was it because already these songs were written back in 2017 if i'm not mistaken um when when you guys wrote apex um so i mean already there was a long gap between when the songs were written to when they were recorded what was it difficult to say hey we need to release this now or was there ever a thought you know what until we can really promote this the way that we want to promote this we need to hang on to it um well it wasn't the actual songs that were written in 2017 it was okay. the story behind the gotcha. two of them okay. so the apex and abyss are like one story continuing right, right, through right. two records so we had like the whole backstory and everything written and we had a few riffs for mm -hmm. abyss that we had kind of put aside Originally, we were going to try and do them together at the same time, like a two disc record. But then it was just mm -hmm. like, we just don't have time. We didn't want to rush anything. So we didn't have the time to put that much into it. So mm -hmm. we took those few riffs that we had for Abyss, put them aside, put that part of the story aside, and then wrote everything in 2019, just before heading into the studio for that record. So um, the songs themselves, we were like, yeah, totally itching to get them out, though. I mean, you always are whenever you have new stuff in your hands. Right. It's just you're just so excited to share it with everybody and you never know what everyone's going to say, but it's still, it's just kind of like, Oh, you know, like we love this. We hope you love it too. Kind of a feeling. Right. Um, but yeah, when the pandemic hit, we had already kind of organized a, a, a late June release. And mm -hmm. so Napalm was like, okay, well that's not happening because there's literally no printers open right now to print the actual physical merchandise. And we right. would have had to like get on it right away in order to have it done in time. So we're like, okay, we'll push it back to July. And then when everyone, when everyone got out of quarantine four weeks later, and it was like, okay, this isn't going away after four weeks of hiding in our apartments, we push it back again to the end of August. Um, and then, you know, things were continuing to look really bad. And so Napalm was like, you know what? A lot of our bands are pushing to 2021. Let's just push to 2021. And that's when I was like, mm, no, <laughs> um, I really think we should put this record out because personally I was all over spotify looking for new music something mm -hmm. you know to pass the time something to look forward to who's releasing right. new records and just constantly looking for um something to to lift me up at the end of the day because it was just so crappy right. you know you remember 
yeah, yeah. Talk to, couldn't go out, couldn't see anybody, couldn't do anything. It was just Scott and I went for a walk when they said that you were allowed to go for walks a- again outside. And we walked the streets and it was creepy. It was just right. straight up creepy. There was no one around and it was, it was really cool, but it was also kind of like, that's, we all just felt so disconnected at that time. So I said, you know what, you guys, I think this is going to be fine. Like we mm-hmm. won't be able to tour it right away. Um, right. We knew by the time releasing it, that we weren't going to be able to tour it in the fall, which had been the original hope before COVID and everything happened. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well, we might not be able to tour it right away. We'll tour it in like spring of 2020, hopefully. And, um, but that'll give people time to get to know the record and, right. You know, it'll be something for people to have during mm-hmm. all this crap. And um, and so Napalm was like, OK, fine, you know, because they had pushed back quite a few records by that time. Camelot. And um, I think the I think there was another big one. Power Wolf maybe was getting pushed back. Lots, lots of big guys. So I think right. they were they were kind of like, OK, sure, whatever, you know. Um, and it went really well, like best pre-sales we've ever had and best merch sales we've ever had. And everyone said the exact same thing that I was thinking. It was like, thank you for having new music for us. Something to look forward to during this right. crap, you know, because there's nothing else. Cause you can't book anything. Can't book vacations. Can't book this, that, the other can't do your family stuff. Nothing. Thank you for giving us something to look forward to. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was really glad that we decided that I kind of put my foot down. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Yeah. I also have to think too, and this is something that a few other bands have told me is that by having music ready to go, they also wanted to release it because if they had to sit on it, it would kill them because they would end up, they would end up hating the material because maybe they would be writing new material already by the time that album comes out and they'd want to get that new material out as well. And there may be issues with the label with, you know, well, you can't put another album out because you just released this other one six months ago. Yeah. I can't support a new one. And before having supported the other one. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, that wasn't the fear for us. We loved the new album. We sat down with it in Jacob's studio after finishing recording it and listened to it from beginning to end. Still, you know, lots of things to be done, mixing and mastering and all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't at its final form, but, getting to listen to everything that we had just worked so hard on for the last six months, mm-hmm. finally hearing it beginning to end in full. And we all just kind of looked at each other afterwards and we were like, you guys, this is, this is like cool. <laughs> like we really <laughs> loved this record and we just wanted everyone to hear it so bad because we wanted to know if they would like it as much as we did, you know, right. um, nor very, very rarely after an album is done. Yeah. Are you like, it's perfect. And I didn't think it was perfect, but, um, you know, right. you're always like, ah, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that or mm-hmm. would have changed this or should have, you know what I mean? And you kind of like nitpicking it and yeah. yeah, And, um, yeah, yeah. You do kind of like hate it after a while. <laughs> so, but this one, it wasn't like that. And still we're jamming these songs and they're just like so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of like, man, like we really kind of like not even, we didn't even, it didn't even matter if the fans didn't like it. We were like, we love playing these songs. They're just so much fun. And, and so they've got such a groove to them that are really, you know, really good time to play. So we were just kind of like, oh man, I hope everybody likes it. Cause we're fucking playing these live, you know, <laughs> like it's right. happening. This is just too much fun. So, and luckily, luckily a lot of people did like it as well. And, 
Um, there were some people out there that were like, uh, get rid of the synthesizer, synthesizer. And we were like, mm. right. <laughs> yeah. God forbid you want to try something different, but you know. I know. Right. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> um, as far as, um, during the downtime with the pandemic, you mentioned the, the, um, the live show you guys did, um, that you guys streamed, you guys have done covers in the past. Was there any thought to maybe record any covers or recorded maybe additional material for when the pandemic was done so that you guys would have a head start on a, on a follow-up to abyss or did you guys yeah, not even I mean, contemplate? We talked about it, but it was just so busy. The whole release was intense. Um, I have never done that many interviews in my whole life, like ever. <laughs> and it was right at like all through from the moment we announced through to, you know, months after the record came out. And so there, I literally just didn't have time. And then I have a day job. So that got intense as well. Once the, mm-hmm. um, uh, the COVID situation started to let up. So we just haven't really had time. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, I know it would have been great if we hadn't had a record to put out and we're like needing the time right. <laughs> to work on it because we had just taken 2019 off from shows to focus on writing the record. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all these people that, that lined up perfectly that they got 2020 off to write the record, their, their record or whatever, are really lucky. But, um, yeah, no, it was just kind of a little intense with the uh, abyss going on in there to be able to start looking at something else, but we're starting to do that now. So probably okay. not too long. Yeah. Okay. A few comments and questions here in the chat. We have, um, let's see, uh, how was working with Timo Tolki? Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly from Stradivarius. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have more guest appearances, I guess, planned in the future? Yes. Um, Timo, it was great. I didn't work directly with Timo, though. He has a team that does everything for him. Mm-hmm. So I never actually even spoke to him or anything like that. Um, it was his producer that thought of me as a vocalist and reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to be on this song or a couple songs on this record? So um, but that was really cool. I was like, heck, yeah, sure. You know, I'd love <laughs> to work with you know, be on a Timo Tolki record. So yeah. um, that was a no brainer for me. And then, yeah, I've like this, it's really funny is because as soon as Abyss came out, then it was like all these guest vocal um, kind of promises that I'd made to people started to come to fruition. And, you know, it's always when it rains, it pours. So, so many sure. people just like, hey, Brittany, remember when you said you'd sing on my record? Like, I need you to do that now. So it's just like this whole year is filled <laughs> with me doing guest vocals for other people. Um, I released the song with pure maze already and um uh, sold soul i think i uh, was i think that was maybe end of last year but or i can't remember if it was you know on the cusp and um and then the team of Tolki, and then i've got another one upcoming that i'm not allowed to talk about yet and then another one that's going to be coming out like in a, a few weeks so i'm mm-hmm. um, pretty close and then the planeswalker ep is um just in the mixing mastering phase right now so that's coming soon and um i got another one that i'm working on 
which is in the very, very early stages. So I know it's just like been, it's been nonstop. So yes, lots more guest work coming. <laughs> yeah. You also did, uh, I, I just had to look up the name. I, I get their newsletters all the time. Uh, Lords of Trident as well. Didn't you do something with yeah. them? Yeah. yeah. I think that was um, last year. Yeah, it could or be was it early this year. or right at the beginning of the pandemic, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Burn it um, down. Fine. Let's see. Where did you guys get the idea for Apex slash Abyss? Um, well, it's kind of inspired by lots of things. I'm a big comic book reader mm-hmm. and I love movies and video games. So a little bit from everywhere, but I knew I wanted to do a concept record where the music was written based on the story. So, but being that I'm not a guitar player, what I did was I wrote out the story in chapters and said, okay, so this is track one. This is what's happening in the story. This is how I want the listener to feel when they listen to this song. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, kind of the inspiration behind it. I was like thinking like, you know, and I'd give a band or a track or, you know, anything as kind of like, let's do this vibe. And then I'd be like, and I want it to be super fast and heavy, but like with a sense of foreboding, you know, so I'd right. do that for every song. And, um, and really it started with the two main characters. I knew I wanted a female antagonist because there's nothing scarier than a woman lusting after power. Right. And I knew I wanted a male protagonist, but in a sort of tragic hero type format. So I started with that. And I was kind of like, okay, so if our male protagonist is super powerful, why is this, you know, sorceress able to control him? Like what, what, where's the conflict going to be there? So then that was where I came up with the whole fact that the immortal had been enslaved his entire life and he was constantly being awakened by these masters and then had to do what they told him. And Mm -hmm. then, so I was like, okay, so what? she's a she's like a power hungry maniac so what is it that she wants him to do for her and then i was like ooh, a ritual oh kill all of her sons oh okay each song can be about a son so it's just kind of like you know figuring out how to write a story that a record could be built around basically and um and then a lot of it just like just kind of spawned from there and um the matriarch is like based on of course bath morta from willow but also like <laughs> that 80s power suit wearing kind of um you know the films like a lot a lot of older 80s films where these women sort of were you know just scary kind of i don't even know how to explain it um <laughs> they, there, there was like that that whole kind of era of 80s movies where you know you get these powerhouse business women that are just going to take over the world back when that sure. was Um, something that people thought would actually happen. Um, And then the immortal was based very much on uh, this character looks wise. um, This character from a comic book called East of West. Okay. He's very, yeah. Kind of silent, but strong type, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cruella. Yeah. Yeah. Could be Cruella too. A little bit of that in there. Yes. But yeah, that she was part of yeah. that 80s stereotype of these women in power sure. and business that just kind of get lost. Yeah, for sure. That's a yeah, great yeah. example. Yeah. I, I I get where you were going with, with your analogy. So would you ever... <laughs> I can't think of any of the movies, but... Sure. Um, 
would you ever take on, you know, do another concept album in the same way um, as you did with this? Obviously it was successful. Um, and from what yeah, we're seeing in yeah. the chat, a lot of people have loved it. So it, yes, definitely. <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> want to write any other way ever again. Okay. Um, it was just so cohesive and great. And the boys would send like a riff my way and be like, I was thinking of this for track six. And I'd be like, oh yes, that's perfect. Like that's exactly <laughs> the feeling. Or I'd be like, mm, not quite, but you know what this could be is like track eight or, you know, that kind of thing. Or, or sometimes they'd send like the, a big chunk, like the first, however many parts of a song. And I'd be like, oh, it's perfect right up to here. This really doesn't sit right. You know, like, let's just take that out and, and see where it goes from there. So it was, it was a lot of fun having that guideline that we all could work by basically. And um, right. just kind of constantly having, you know, the pieces of the puzzle to put in place and it just made it so much easier to write with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which song was the hardest for them to kind of mold the music into what you were looking for? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. They were pretty, they were all pretty good. Uh, probably return to me, I think from okay. abyss. It's probably the hardest one to, um, to get the right riff for. Um, and I still think we may be compromised a little bit on it. I think okay. if we had had a little bit, you know, if we had didn't have studio time booked that we needed to be ready for, we probably could have, found the perfect riff but mm -hmm. um yeah everything else it really kind of just fell into place yeah okay was there anything that you felt as you were putting together ha huh, this will be so difficult for them to to get what i want but yet they surprised <laughs> you and kind of you know got to what you were looking for quicker than you expected well in um uh, the wind that shapes the land, which is like the really long epic songs, like 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. uh, I was basically like, okay, I just want this to be like, like typical Iron Maiden epic, you know, how they do rhyme of the ancient Mariner or right. long distance runner, or, you know, all those ones where they just kind of go on forever, but it is always in tune with what the song is about, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that was kind of what I gave as an example. And Andrew absolutely just knocked it out of the park when he sent it back to me. Um, I told him what was going on with the story and he just ran with the emotions so perfectly. He's like, I thought this would be the part where like the battle is happening. And then this is the part where he kind of, you know, gathers himself. And then this is like the, I won. And it was just like, so perfect. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was very different from what I thought it was going to be. When I first heard right. it, I was like, Oh, I don't know, but I like it. But does it work? Yeah, I guess it does, you know? And mm -hmm. so, but it was like, yeah. And then in the end, it was, it's my favorite song. Like, it's just, wow, it's cool. so funny. Cause it was, yeah, it was kind of like, at first I was really skeptical. Just kind of like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you got the whole roller coaster of emotions thing, right? But this riff is like weird and like, it doesn't fit and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and at the end of the day, I just I love playing that song. It feels mm -hmm. so good, like all the different parts. And I get to use so much of my voice on that song. So it was, yeah, it's really good. Ended up doing exactly what I needed it to do. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, you've obviously been really busy 
with Twitch. You're, you do your weekly show on Twitch. It's on Tuesdays, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Um, obviously, that's something you've ramped up during the, uh, the pandemic. Um, do you see that as one of the silver linings, per se, from the pandemic to be able to connect with people through, through Twitch and be able to share you know, things outside of music and also promote the band at the same time? Absolutely. It is the best thing ever during <laughs> the whole thing. It was the best like <laughs> discovery. Um not just being on it, but mm-hmm. also like chilling and like being in other people's streams and chatting with everyone and yeah. and the community that is there like in the music side of Twitch. It's a very small part, mm-hmm. but so it's still very small. Everyone kind of knows everyone and right. everyone supports everyone. And it's because it's so small, we're all kind of coming up together, you know, and cool. um, and so, yeah, it's just great people and really supportive. And we came up with a discord out of that, a discord server. Right. So mm-hmm. that's been an awesome place filled with awesome people. And yeah, it literally got me through those lockdown days at the very beginning when mm-hmm. we were watching all of our hard work just go down the drain all of the festivals that we had booked canceled the world tour that we had booked canceled everything just getting destroyed and um and i just spent like every night on twitch like hanging out with people um trying to remember you know that there's other things out there in life (laughs) so right it was great yeah definitely so happy that we discovered it and so happy that you know grant and andrew that's all they do now. They just, they, they quit their day jobs and they're only on Twitch and oh, wow. you know, so now they, yeah, they get to do music forever. That's what, and it's so exciting. And so hopefully one day I'll be able to get to do that as well. Um, but I'm just so excited to continue with it and, and get to hang out with everybody on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you guys think you'll be able to keep up keep doing Twitch once everything kind of gets back to normal, or is that something that will be a little bit more sporadic? I mean, it might be difficult on tour, but we're going to try. We're going to see what we can Mm do. Um, Maybe kind of like pre-show hangouts or post-show hangouts or something like that. Right. Um, Maybe, maybe stream some of them. The venues (laughs) don't exactly have the greatest Wi-Fi. um, Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. So, it's not like something that we can be like every show is going to be live stream. You know, it's really going to depend on what we're doing, mm-hmm. but uh, we do hope to continue it. And then, yeah, once, you know, once we get back into the, okay, no shows, we're just writing new stuff uh, part. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll keep, you know, Twitch streaming and maybe even stream the writing process or, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's become an important part of social media for a band. And if a band isn't on Twitch, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, because right. <laughs> um, Facebook is dead. It is absolutely dead. That place is <laughs> a, a graveyard and it's so difficult to use. And mm-hmm. I can't get through to my fans, uh, through to our fans. Like, like I could before I it's I'm pelted with advertisements and spam in the inbox. And we don't see when people post on, our page anymore. It doesn't show us right. that anywhere. It doesn't show us when we get mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. I have to literally search out the posts, you know, like if someone says, Hey, I 
we shared the interview on Facebook or whatever doesn't show me that. Uh, I can click on a notification and it'll be like, this person mentioned you, but then I'll click on it and it'll be like, oh, sorry, I can't show you this, whatever. And so I have to like, oh, it's just, I, so I, I, I just uh, can't stand that place. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I think Twitch is like the future for musicians for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me as a podcaster, that's frustrating as hell because you think, oh, wow, I've done this great interview with this band fingers crossed they're gonna you know retweet or say hey check this out and, yeah, and it's yeah, like exactly wait nothing cricket and then I know. um i won't bring, bring up any names because they're label mates of yours but uh there's somebody <laughs> that i interviewed uh not too long ago and um i thought the interview was fantastic and i see that this person keeps promoting stuff from all these other interviews that, that they've done. And I'm like, wait a second. Was, was I chopped Very liver? Nice. Was, was mine not up yeah, to yeah. stuff? You know, do you realize how big of a deal this is for me to get mentioned? Because, you know, ultimately I want to help promote bands that I love, but at the same time, you know, I also want to get, you know, if, if anyone who's in the chat has never checked out what I do before, and it just so happens to turn them onto my show, then that's, you yeah. know, what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, another one of your label mates, Sumo Psycho, I interviewed them a few months ago. They're actually Canadian as well. And we talked about how, yeah, yeah. They're from, uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Um, so on the other side of the country, um, but, um, we talked all about how important it was for them to connect on, you know, to do live streams, to do, I mean, they're uploading stuff on TikTok all the time and they're doing, you know, they're trying to leverage all the different social media stuff at the same time. And we talked about how, you know, a lot of bands, how I've seen bands say, Hey, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd be doing this, but I'm not doing this now. And I got it. You know, it's like, well, you have to do something like you're saying, you guys found Twitch. You have to do something to keep your band's name out there Cause if you yeah. don't do it, nobody else will, you know? Yeah. And it's just as simple as, I mean, you guys have found this out and it works great for you guys, but other, for other bands, it's again, using TikTok. it's saying, Hey, you know, remember this back in so-and-so and you upload a picture to Twitter or you, you know, something mm-hmm. to just continuously remind people, Hey, we're here. So yeah. like you're saying, I, I kind of feel sorry for people that are, that have sat back and just coasted this entire time, just waiting for, you know, for, for, for them to kind of start up in the race when you guys are already, you know, on the other side of the track. I mean, I understand that some people are kind of like, Oh, I don't have anything going on. You know, why would I be doing social media? Um, I don't have a new record to push or, you know, whatever, uh, that kind of a thing. And, and I get that, but it's also, it's just, this is not that time anymore where you, a band would disappear and then a new record would come out and they'd be everywhere. And then they disappear again. Right. Um, you got to stay, stay relevant and mm-hmm. you got to stay in front of people. Otherwise when your record comes out next time, they, they're kind of going to be like, Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'll get to that. You know? Um, as opposed to being on the forefront all the time. And it's like a constant countdown kind of a thing. So like, you know, talk to these guys all the time. Can't wait till they come up with something new as opposed to being surprised by it. (laughs) 
because you haven't heard, you didn't even know this band was still around, you know, that kind of right. thing. So, but yeah, if you, if you at tag us on Facebook, I will find it eventually or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but I will, right. I always do share all of our interviews on there. I think it's, it's important uh, for you guys, as much as it is for mm-hmm. us, you guys are growing and trying to get a fan base and trying to have people, um, you know, go to you to get their content or whatever, you know, and you're, you know, you're trying to put yourself out there just as much as we are. So we got to help each other. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Um, as far as, I love that. (laughs) Sorry. New wave of Canadian heavy metal. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, uh, it was funny. I wrote about, um, light the torch came out with a new album today. Um, Mm, Howard Jones, formerly of, yeah. Kill switch, and I, I brought up uh, you know the back way back at the turn the turn of the century sounds like it was a million years ago now you know the uh, new wave of American heavy metal so you know why not new wave of Canadian heavy metal you know there's definitely a lot of cool bands and it's funny that you know Napalm has really been at the forefront throughout the pandemic of continuously releasing stuff from from all over the world to be honest but. You know, there's yep. a lot of oh, yeah. cool stuff that that is going on up there. Um, so, um, what, before Hailstorm I, is not Canadian, are they? No, Hail, no Hailstorm no, they're is from LA. They're from Pennsylvania originally, but they're oh. out of Nashville now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, and it's Striker with an eye, Flunky. Striker with an eye. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I, the, I'm getting distracted. Striker with a Y is an '80s band, if I'm not mistaken. I so. think Striper, Striper with a Y. Yeah, but there was band, also right? a Striker, and there was a oh, Strike really? In with a Y as well. Yeah, this, oh, that was no. <laughs> yeah, way back when. Um, That's someone in the chat asked before, and I apologize, I didn't catch the name. Asked if there was any ETA on naming a new bass player. No, no, we're not gonna have a permanent bass player anymore it's just been too difficult to find someone yeah we had we've had four bass players leave the band and we have found someone who is a touring musician Mm -hmm. who works really well with us and is just an amazing and rad person and fits really well with us but he's in a a million other bands you know and that's (laughs) and what he does for a living is you know he's a touring musician so we'd never be like Hey, you're in Unleash the Archers now. You know, it's just not uh, right. That's not cool. So we'll um, we'll just keep using him for tours and studio and uh, session musicians for the records. And yeah, we're good. <laughs> cool. So that's your Spinal Tap instead of the drummer. It's the bass player. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know every band's got one that they just can't. Right. Help, but it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Um. We were talking about, or actually you dropped it before that um, you guys have announced U.S. dates. Um, how huge is that for you guys to finally get out there and to play songs off of Abyss? And not only that, but actually connect in person with your fan base. Oh, we are so excited. It is not even funny. We've been trying to announce these dates for like over a year now. Um, and we just kept having to push them back and, and reschedule them and um, so we're, we're really hoping that these can actually go forward and it's looking pretty good. Like it will, it's looking like we'll have our second vaccination by the end of July. So 
will be cool. able to cross the border, no problem, regardless of um, what may be going on there. And um, yeah, it's it, it means a lot. <laughs> we can't wait to get up on stage. So it's going to be it's going to be a pretty cool moment, I think. Um, a lot of people. Oh, sorry, my cat just joined us. Yeah, um, no a lot of people are <laughs> a lot of people are going to have us as their first show back. So it's cool. going to be like this moment when it's our first show where it's just going to be like, oh, I can't know this is so fantastic. But then what's great is that we get to relive that like every night with all mm-hmm. of our American fans who are at their first show, you know, for, you know, for however long, 15 months, 18 months, you know, whatever. So it's just, yeah, it's just going to be a party. It's going to be an absolute party. And I think it's going to be, I don't know, really, really good time. <laughs> if it, cool. if it happens. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned before that also you guys had to put a world tour on hold. Um, How does that work now? Because, I mean, I've heard a lot of things where bands will have to make up tours that they um, uh, had previously scheduled or festival dates that have been previously scheduled. We saw, for example, Hellfest just announce massive huge lineup (laughs) (laughs) but obviously it makes sense you know they had to cancel two years worth of festivals so they're squeezing two years worth of festivals into two weekends yes they are yes (laughs) they are yeah that's crazy it's crazy uh the festivals have been difficult to reschedule unfortunately um so there are three going ahead this summer but now i don't know what's going on uh, that we were supposed to play Bloodstock on the Sunday night, and okay. uh, but now apparently the UK is being red listed in the European Union. So okay. we, it if we go to to the UK and play Bloodstock, we might not be able to return to the European Union to play the other two festivals. Mm-hmm. So now it's just kind of like ah, uh, no. <laughs> stop doing this watching everything get canceled like for the third time yeah so i'm not too sure if if that's going to happen or what is going to happen over there but um so far we've only been able to reschedule the u.s dates and the europe dates um Mm -hmm. we tried we had australia new zealand japan and china rebooked but that just went into the dumpster because australia closed their borders until 2022 so Mm -hmm. and australia was the big chunk so we were only going to do we were going to do like 10 shows in Oz and two in New Zealand and then kind of like two here, two here, three here, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So without without that chunk, we couldn't um, financially make the rest of it work. So that's gone. South America. We haven't even heard from the agent that we have down there. I think it's just right. like, don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I don't know when that's going to happen. Um yeah, same thing we had. We were working with someone on dates in India, and that's not happening. And uh, Russia as well. We were working with someone to have dates in Russia, and that has been kind of just like a no-go zone as well. So I don't know what's going to happen. The future is very murky, but as of right now, we've got the U.S. and Europe, and there's really, really good chance that both of those will go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jeremy's just mentioning that he'll be there on Sunday. I hope we, I hope we will too, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that it was the opposite. I'm I'm actually in Spain. Um but I oh, know nice. that it was yeah, I was it was the opposite where 
if we went to the UK, we'd have to quarantine for two weeks when getting there. Um, And I know it's been flip flopping back and forth with, um, you know, once you go there, you got to quarantine. Once you leave, you got to quarantine again. So, I mean, I get it that um, that's still a headache and South America is, is, is the spot that's being hit the most right now. So that's just terrible. I hope the whole world can, can finally get beyond all of this and we can kind of get back to a semblance of, of what it was. So, yeah, hope so. It's really funny because, um, I I don't know, like people's point of view on it or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's to each their own and I get it. And that's totally cool. But whenever people say to me that they're not getting vaccinated, that just tells me that they don't care about the people that require it in order Mm -hmm. to work. Like, we can't be anti-vaxxers we can't we need it in order to travel so it's like we're getting it and then people are giving us flack for getting it and it's kind of like well what do you you just told me that you wanted to see us live and then you're giving us a hard time for you know getting our vaccinations it's like come on and i had someone else that was like i don't believe in any of that shit um you know, it's really too bad. I got so many friends who are having such a hard time right now. And it's like, yeah, that are musicians or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And you don't understand why maybe that might be. Right. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. You can, like, you, it's so funny, like how intertwined the two things are. And yet I, I'm like, you, I guess you just don't care about ever seeing live music again. Because if you did, you would do what needed to be to, to get done in order yeah. to ha- have that happen again. But or anything theater ballet opera mm-hmm. uh, so much freaking cruise ships like there's so much that yeah. cannot happen if we don't get our shit together and I, I like i just i'm and movie theaters just opened for us like last week so mm-hmm. like did no one else miss going to the movies because i know i sure did i love going to the movies and is there nothing that you care about in the world (laughs) like come on let's get back to normal already (laughs) absolutely and i don't know know. we've we've got dr poison checking in in the chat brad Dahl, who is (laughs) literally a doctor he is he runs the boards uh runs boards every day for the utah department of poison and he's telling people the sooner people get vaccinated the sooner we can be done with COVID. So if Brad says it, I believe it. So uh, that, yeah. that's coming from, from a, from a doctor and uh, yeah. for anyone that uh, isn't aware, check out his site, uh, yargmetal.com, which I'm sure after this interview, we'll be playing plenty of unleash the archers if they aren't already. So nice. um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm, getting number two at the beginning of actually in what, like two weeks. So I, I agree. Nice. I mean, oh, I, I just, lucky. yeah, yeah. I, I want to get back to normal as, you know, as I was saying, yeah. and I want all you guys to, you know, be able to get out and play dates, you know, even if, even if things are slightly different because I'm sure they will be, but at least, at least something, yeah. something. Yeah. 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 I agree. 100%. Yeah. Um, with um were you guys mentioned uh or are you guys booked for hellfest no no not next year nope that would be a killer time though but (laughs) no we're um we're just holding off on festivals next year for now because we do want to start focusing on the next record so unfortunately kind of maybe missed our chance there but we'll see yeah yeah but i'm sure that 
a lot of this is what probably a hangover from, you know, previous bookings, because I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know that end of the business, but I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, there's some sort of, uh, I don't, I don't know if liability is the correct word or whatnot, but there's something probably in the contract saying that you have to be present the next time that, you know, we've, since the dates were canceled, that you guys need to right. be there when they are, you know, rescheduled or at least, you know, in this. It's like, please try kind of a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, but I mean, there's so many, so many dates to choose from at Hellfest. Like if they couldn't reschedule all the people that were supposed to be on the 2020 and the 21 dates, I don't even know what's going on with those bands because yeah. <laughs> like if you couldn't make any single one of those dates work, then there must be something going on, but yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That won't make sense. You guys are going to be working on an album. You guys are like one of five bands that won't be present at the festival. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll just go. We'll just go and hang out. Um, Vacation. You guys recently announced the collaboration with Brutal North America for Mm -hmm. some beers. Um, Along with, uh, I tried to read up on this with 22. Is it 22 other bands or is it... uh, how does yeah. okay so how did you guys get involved in that well uh matt mcgacky who is the singer of cryptopsy and also the creator of the vox and hops podcast um okay. it, this is his his baby and uh, so what it is is it's called brutal north america and he has a, an affinity for for beers and so he paired a, um, a bunch of breweries that he considers to be metal breweries, <laughs> um, okay. either created by metalheads or, you know, they embrace the whole metal culture or whatever, sure. that kind of thing. And then you pair them up with metal bands. And so at the end of the day, I think there was 23 of us that did it. And um, so what we did was we worked with Cannery Brewing in Penticton and came up with a, um, a beer that they could brew with, you know, the, with, with what they have going on there. And then we came up with a name and Vox and Hops then did up the label for it. And mm-hmm. so basically it's kind of like all these bands and all these breweries hanging out and supporting one another and supporting heavy metal and cool. the whole heavy metal culture in North America. Yeah. So it was really yeah, cool. It's awesome. Definitely been an awesome time to be a part of. Yeah. Um, are they going to be available all over North America then? Or is it going to be regionally, for example, for yeah. your beer? Each band is regional. So okay. we're with a BC brewery. So all of our beer is available in BC and a couple in Alberta, but Vox and Hops is all over the place. Sorry. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so if there's a band from, you know, like Portland, that's a part of it, you'll be able to get their beer in Portland, mm-hmm. basically. Is gotcha. What it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nothing cool. in Spain. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, where, where I'm located, I can't even get Iron Maiden's beer. So, I mean. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I when it first came out, I have and and I saved it as a result. When Trooper first came out, I tried that and I tried the two ACDC beers, and I've never seen anything else after that. I'm sure in the big cities they probably have it. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> have to take know. a trek. Yeah. Um and uh let's see. So you already mentioned that you guys will be writing or recording next year. Um, but what about this year, the North American tour or the U S tour, 
what else can you tell us that you guys have going on for the for the balance uh, of 2021? Yeah, so um, hopefully, I mean, fingers crossed, those festivals will go ahead in August. And then September, we'll be on the road all through the U.S. And then uh, November, December will be the European dates if they are able to go forward. And it's looking pretty good for most of them. There might be some that we have to drop and say, like, okay, we can't come into your country without having to quarantine for 10 days upon arrival kind of a thing. But um, it's looking like that might not be the case if if we're fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. for most places. So it's looking pretty good for most of the dates um, in November and December. And then, yeah, after that, we will start writing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, where should people go to keep up with you guys? Definitely the discord. Um, I think it's like discord.gg forward slash unleash the archers is the, um, the link and then Twitch for sure. We're on, uh, unleash the archers has, has a channel and, uh, Andrew has a channel and Grant has a channel and I have a channel on there. So you can search us out on Twitch. Uh, Instagram is a good place. We tend to post most important updates on there. And what we'll do is probably be more active on Instagram while we're on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Twitter, like I said, takes me a while to get to Twitter sometimes, but <laughs> we always, we always do reply if you, if you tweet at us. Um, and then we are on Facebook, but um, not, not super active on there anymore yeah. on, on the page, unfortunately. Um, but all of our tour dates are listed on our, website and that we always oh and if you want follow us on bands in town and like follow all the bands you love on bands in town and and subscribe to them and click yes to notifications because then whenever they book a show you Mm -hmm. will get an email that says like this band is coming to your town or this band is Mm -hmm. coming within a certain mileage that you choose so bands in town is like the raddest app um, and you'll never miss a show if you if you follow us or all of your favorites on there. So I definitely recommend downloading that app as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, someone in the chat is saying that they found your Discord just by Googling it. So Oh, perfect. Yeah. Cool. So if anyone yeah, we're wants- on there all the time. <laughs> awesome. Uh Brittany, I want to thank you for your time tonight. Um, it's been great to talk to you all these years later. You as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um uh, I wish you guys nothing but success for the rest of the year. And hopefully uh, we can catch up again at some point in the future. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye right. everyone. Awesome. So that was my interview with Brittany Slays. I want to thank you guys for everyone that jumped in in the chat was uh, a ton of fun. Uh, having all you guys here tonight. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this and maybe you guys will come back uh, at a future date. I do this show every Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. And I want to send a shout out to all my patrons that were in the chat tonight. Jose in Connecticut, Jeremy in the UK, um, Dr. Brad out there in Utah. And I saw the metal dentist, uh, Gabriel Ruiz there checking in at one point as well. So um, thanks, you guys, for checking the episode out. The audio form will be available next week uh, on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And um, and that is that. Uh, thanks again, guys, for 
for joining in. I definitely appreciate you guys spending your Friday with me, regardless where you are in the world. Uh, please, if you guys enjoyed this, uh, when the audio comes out, when the video goes up on YouTube next week, please tag the band. Let them know you guys enjoyed this. So Brittany knows she didn't waste her time. <laughs> so uh, that is that, guys. Thanks again. And we will see you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream. Uh, go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to keep up with the live stream and the podcast. And that is it. See you guys next time right here on Signals from Mars. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 